Come on, can we give Jesus our praise this morning? Come on, True Life, let's give him our very best. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? Man, this is going to be a very, very fun Sunday, um, and we're going we're gonna to spend a lot of time looking at the last 12 months and how God has used you and your time and your energy and your giving and your generosity to make an impact on people's lives here and around the world, and I'm telling you, it's just going to be a lot of fun, but you, you probably noticed we didn't show church news this morning, uh, and that's because I'm your church news today. Congratulations. <laughs> Here's your gift. Behold. Uh, and um, so while we look back over the last 12 months, first, we're going to look ahead over the next couple of months, and it's going to feel information heavy. I'm just warning you ahead of time, but I just want you to see, I just want you to see what's coming, what we're planning, what we're preparing, so that you can make, uh, make notes on your calendar and, and be ready. In fact, as early as next weekend, I've got to, oh, I forgot to turn this back on. My bad. Oh, no, it's on. It should be working. How about now? Operation Christmas Child, the last chance to drop off your shoeboxes is next weekend, everybody. Okay, so if, you, if you're packing a shoebox for Operation Christmas Child, that'll be our final drop-off here. As a church, you just saw the teaser up there at the movies begins. Next weekend, anybody excited for a little popcorn in church? Come on. Did we, did we make coffee today? Are you, all, are you all adequately caffeinated? Come on, y'all. At the movies. It's, our, it's, our fav, one of, it's really our favorite series of the year. And I actually just finished scripting and uh, putting together all of our clips for the first weekend of At the Movies yesterday. Uh, had, a, had a chance to hang out and do that. And it's going to be a lot of fun. If you've never been here for At the Movies, if you look straight up over my head, there is a big white bar that's actually an electric screen that's going to drop down here on the stage. We're going to make this place feel as much like a movie theater as we possibly can. And when you come into the lobby next weekend, there will be uh, cold sodas uh, and, and fresh popcorn for everybody to eat together. And this is the one to bring your friends to, all right? The next four weeks and Christmas here at True Life are a great time for you to invite friends and family. So I'm just going to try again because I was very dissatisfied with your response. Is anybody excited about At The Movies next weekend? Yeah, okay, that's much better. <laughs> Giving Hope Christmas Shop, December 14th. And uh, we still need a, a handful of bodies to hang out with us that day. And we are going to serve some families in our area a, a very nice meal that afternoon. And then give parents a chance to shop uh, and, and pick out some gifts for their kids. And uh, we're working with local strategic partners and schools to identify families who uh, maybe they're just having a, a, a difficult year and they're going to have a, a, a less than stellar Christmas. And, and so we just kind of feel like it's our job to say, as often as we possibly can, not on our watch. Amen? amen. Come on, amen? amen? All right. And so uh, you can sign up to serve that day at truelife.church forward slash serve team. Uh, it has been in our heart for a while now to give you roughly three kind of big moments a year where we all come together as a church and we lock arms and, and we make a, a difference. Kind of one, we, we're, you guys are doing stuff all the time, uh, 
our outreach teams and our serving teams, our dream team is, is constantly doing things, but there's a few times a year we, we want to come together church-wide and do something that will make an impact. And so our special needs egg hunt is one of those. Serve day in the summer is one of those. And now I kind of feel like we, we really finally have that third uh, time during the year where I can, I can really kind of turn up the heat on serving. And so as many of you as possible that can take time that day. Uh, and I know it, it'll be a busy weekend because that Friday night before is our Dream Team Christmas party. If, if you're on our Dream Team, you're already getting information about that in your email inboxes, and that's gonna be a blast as well. And um, it's good. Hey, hey, y'all, just get in life track and get in the, get in the, uh, the flow to get on the Dream Team, and, and that's all you gotta do to be invited to that party. It is the one time a year we do something exclusive. It is really for all of those who serve week in and week out, and, and it's our way of honoring them and saying thank you. And this year's uh, Christmas party theme is the fabulous 50s, and uh, so I cannot wait to see some of the, the attire that some of y'all come up with, and it's going to be a fantastic party. But then that very next day, we're going to serve uh, some beautiful families, and it's going to be an awesome day. And then... Uh, Christmas at True Life is coming up, everybody. Come on, who, who's, uh, who's excited? Y'all, y'all can't be as excited as me because I've been seeing all the behind-the-scenes prep work that our teams are doing, the, the production and the music, and, and I'm just telling you, it is going to be a fantastic uh, set of Christmas services, and we're offering four different times for people to choose from this year. December 22nd, that's a Sunday night, so we will not have our normal Sunday morning worship times on the 22nd. Our team will be in here prepping for the Sunday night service, okay? So Sunday night is our first Christmas service option. Monday, December 23rd at 7 p.m. is the second option. And then on Christmas Eve, the 24th, at either 2 p.m. or 4 p.m., we'll have candlelight, we'll have some really nice intimate moments, we'll have laughter, I'm gonna give you an encouraging message. And um, this, is, this is becoming a lot like Easter. This is when we see some of the largest crowds come into our building is these Christmas services. And so I've been saying this for, for several weeks now. Some of you need to be in all four of these services because you have four friends or family members uh, who are far from God or disconnected from the local church and their schedules are only gonna work out where they can be at all four. And so you just plan to attend it four times and sit next to somebody so that when we have the moment where we say, hey, would you like Christmas to be more than just a, a, a story? Uh, and just a, a, a time of year with gifts and lights and decorations. And all. Would you like it to become personal? Would you like to know the person who was born on Christmas Day and people are going to raise their hand and eternity is going to be changed? Come on, everybody. It's going to be a fantastic set of services. So take advantage of that. I think in the next week or so, we'll have those invite cards available for Christmas. We wanted to give you plenty of time to invite to At The Movies first, and those will start rolling out uh, over the next week. Uh, and then, uh, this is a big one, all right? You've got to remember this, because every year somebody shows up. But we always take the last Sunday of the year off, always. And it's just kind of a way for us to, our church runs on, um, on very minimal paid staff, most of what we do, we do because people have found their gifts and their calling, and they serve. And that's why we're able to have such an impact, because we're not top-heavy with a bunch of salaries and all that kind of stuff. People are serving because they've found the thing that God has asked them to do. And so one of the things that we do is to all of our dream team who are making coffee every weekend or playing music every weekend, especially on the heels of four Christmas services, we want to say, hey, take a Sunday and just stay at home. I'll record a little 15-minute uh, message for you that you can watch online if you want to, but sleep in, enjoy the day. Come on, dream team. How many like that day off? Where you at? Where you at, dream team? Uh, some of them are, 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 
They're busy right now. You'll see in a minute. Uh, and then I, I want to kind of prep your hearts for this. Because we take time every year at the beginning of the year and we put God first through a season of prayer and fasting. How many think it's important to order God first in our lives? Yeah? All right. And so... Um, this actually should say fasting on it. 21 days of prayer and fasting. Um, it's, and, 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 and we do that in January. And so I want you to know about that now so that you can start thinking about um, what, what you're going to do. And, and, and how, you know, Jesus didn't say if you fast. He said when you fast. When you fast and pray. And he gave us instruction about how to do that. And, and so if you've never had fasting be a part of your, your spiritual routine or your rhythm... <laughs> I want to encourage you to think about that in the new year and, and how you can do that. And, and start, you can start simple. Um, you know, maybe you, maybe you fast one meal a day somewhere in there for that 21 days. Or, you know, some of, some of you would be a lot better off if you would fast media for, for 21 days. Uh, or fast social media especially. Can I hear an amen? Um, just get that toxicity out of your system. And fasting is not about suffering. It's, it's, it, what it really is about is about disciplining ourselves for a season so we can just get in alignment with what God is saying to us and what he wants to do in our lives. And so we say no to the world for a season so that we can say yes to the Holy Spirit. And, and how, many, how many know 2020 can be the best year of your life ever if it's your best year with Jesus? Yeah? And uh, so I want you to be thinking about that. And then something brand new that's coming next year uh, that we will do four times. Uh, we, we're no longer offering Encounter Night. We're, we're, we're doing something a little bit different. So four times next year, we're going to have what we call First Wednesday services. Those will be at 7 p.m. on a Wednesday night. They'll happen on the first Wednesday of the quarter, with the exception of the first one, because the first Wednesday of 2020 is January 1st, and nobody's coming to church on a holiday. Uh, so, so we're doing that very first one on January 8th, the following Wednesday at 7 p.m. Uh, I'm going to have some of my, some of my friends. Some, this gives us an opportunity to actually bring in some pretty influential leaders and speakers on Wednesday night, we will have extended worship, extended times of prayer, and, uh, and, and we'll kind of get uh, a little bit more like, a little bit more Bible teaching, those deeper layers than, than kind of what we do on a Sunday morning, and uh, it's just going to be, it's going to be good. You're going to want to be a part of it, all right? So, what is today all about? Well, today is a day of celebration. It's a, it's a day to have fun. It's a day that we're going we're gonna to celebrate some things. One, one thing, real quick, though, before I forget, I just want to remind you of this, that um, we decided, I'm dropping stuff everywhere, we decided to leave that children's cup table out one more week. Last weekend, I talked about children's cup, gave you an opportunity for, for sponsorship to sponsor a child, and I almost forgot to talk about this, shame on me. Uh, and that ta- we decided to leave the table out one more week, just in case God's tugging at your heart and you want to go. Uh, look at the children in our care point in Eswatini, Africa. That's uh, formerly Swaziland. And, uh, and so there is a table in the lobby where you can check out the children there who still need a sponsor. And I'm super proud of you. We're now up in the neighborhood of 60 children in that community that are being sponsored by our church. And so good job, True Life. Come on, that's so awesome. Very, very proud of you. I want to show you a passage of scripture. I dro- I'm dropping stuff. I can't, I can't handle that laying there because those of you who've spent time with me know I get OCD on Sundays. It's weird. My wife's like, seriously, my wife's like, why can't you be like that anywhere else? I don't know what it is. Psalm 107 verse 1 says, and this is what we're going to do today, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. We just sang that. 
His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Has God done anything good in your life? Has God done any miracles? Has he used you to do any miracles? Has he ever shown up in your life in an unexpected way? Have you ever been in awe of who God is? If so, then everybody say it, speak out. Come on, we're gonna do it again. If he's done anything good in your life, the Bible says then, speak out, speak out. And what Legacy Sunday is about for us is this is a day to speak out. We're gonna speak out and celebrate all that God has done over the last 12 months. We're gonna speak out and talk about how good our God is. That same chapter in your Bible, then David goes on and he talks about all these different scenarios that people's lives were in and people who, who drifted away from God's plan, people who were uh, caught up in terrible situations, people who wandered, people who were uh, in poverty, people who were sick, and how God showed up and did miracles, how God redeemed them, and, and he wraps up the whole chapter by saying, but he rescues the poor from trouble and increases their families like flocks of sheep. The godly, we're gonna, we're gonna see everything that God does and we're gonna be glad, everybody. Come on, let's just practice being glad right now. Some of you ain't smiled yet this morning. It's still too early. Come on, just put, put your, come on, look at the person next to you and give them your best cheese right now. Come on, we're gonna be glad. We're gonna be glad together while the wicked are struck silent. So see, if you're not smiling right now, I'm say it, the Bible said it. Those who are wise, we're gonna take all this to heart. That's what I want you to, that's what I want you to do today. I want you to take all this to heart. Everything that we're going to talk about for the next few minutes, we're going to take all this to heart. And they're going to see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. How many think God's been faithful to us? We've seen the faithful love of the Lord. And so, so today's a highlight reel. It's a highlight reel Sunday of the last 12 months. And... Um, and we want to take it all to heart. And so it's a celebration. What it really is, is it's a party. Come on, who likes parties? Come on, where are my party people at? Three of you. Three of you like parties. Come on, any people, anybody enjoy a good party? Anybody enjoy fun? Yeah. But you know, every good party needs something special, right? It's not a good party unless you have... A little cake. Oh, what's, what's that? Oh! What? Come on, help me say thank you to our dream team. I know you can't clap. You got cake in your hands, but you can shout for them. Thank you, guys. You're amazing. <laughs> we just wanted to have a... We want to have multiple moments for you today. We just wanted to celebrate and... Um, I think, it's, I think it's important we do stuff to give back to you and, and just and, and celebrate you and, and your generosity. And you paid for that cake, so you might as well eat it. You know what I'm saying? Like, enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's yours. You got, how is it? Is it okay? Is it all right? Come on. Some, some of y'all acting like you eat cake at 9 a.m. every day. You're like, <laughs> didn't eat breakfast. Some of y'all were trying to diet in preparation for Thanksgiving, and we just ruined it for you. We just just totally threw you off your groove. All right, hope you enjoyed that little fun moment. Um, I, know, I know some of those numbers on the screen in that video probably went by a little bit quickly, and so 
I want to take just a couple minutes and, and highlight some of the things that have happened over the last 12 months that you've been a part of, and I won't even get to everything. And in fact, I had statistics, uh, even just from our outreach teams and, and some of the things they do, that I couldn't even get slides in because uh, I, I would have run out of time this morning. But uh, I really just want to say thank you this morning for your generosity and, and the way you're giving and the way you're serving and, uh, and, and, and all that you're doing to help us make a difference not just here in Newark uh, and, and Cecil County, but really all over the world, you're making, making a huge difference. And so let's just, let's start with the most important one, amen? Come on, 63 decisions to follow Jesus over the last 12 months. Is that it? That's all you got? Come on. I know there's... <laughs> Some of you are like, I'm choking, I can't... I can't shout. This is dangerous. 63 decisions to follow Jesus over the last 12 months. We've seen uh, total attendance growth over the last 12 months of about 21%. And uh, come on, every business person in the room, if you told them you'd get 21% on anything, you'd be like, Simon, how many would like to have 21% on your 401k right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, how awesome would that be? And uh, 21, 21% total growth. This past Easter Sunday, uh, Easter 2019 was the largest weekend ever in the history of our church. Uh, Easter 2019, our attendance was 557 people, everybody, across three services. That's incredible. And I was, um, I was digging up some statistics on this. That is exactly 100 more people than the previous year's Easter, 100 more people than Easter 2018. And, and then I just, I really wanted to dig into the archives. And so I went back to when we when we were a portable church meeting in a movie theater, you know, the largest weekend we ever had there was an Easter, uh, and we had 165 people that weekend. So that means the Easter 2019 was a 237% uh, increase over the, <laughs> come on, isn't that, isn't that crazy? What God is doing, uh, 82 people visited our church uh, and filled out a connection card. So we probably had more than 82 people, but 82 people took time to fill out a connection card and say, hey, I'm, it's, I'm new here, it's my first time here, and um, if you're new, new to the family, we're just glad that you're here, and thank you for, thank you for being here, and, and hope, that you're, hope that you're finding life, uh, honestly. Hope that you're, you're on that journey to know God and find freedom and discover purpose, so ultimately your life can matter, and you can make a difference. I'm really, really proud of this statistic. 161 of you participated in small groups over the last 12 months. That means you're interacting and building community and building relationships. I'm also very, very proud of this. 210 of you participated in some way, shape, or form on Dream Team over the past 12 months. 145 of you responded to planning center invites and served on weekends or services and events that way. And then when we add in those who participated in Serve Day or our Easter egg hunt, uh, who, who maybe have not gone through Life Check yet and officially joined the Dream Team, 210, and, and we say once you serve, even though you haven't finished the process, we, you're, you're a dream team, and come on, come on, 210 people serving and making a difference over the last 12 months. It's pretty incredible. 140 people attended Life Track. Wow. Over, and it, let me tell you why this is such a huge win for us, because uh, Life Track for a season, even though it existed, we were not doing a good job telling the story and sh casting the vision and, and helping people understand what steps to take to, number one, decide, should this be my church? 
and then help people figure out why am I here, what is my purpose, what are my gifts, what am I calling, and how can I lock arms with other people and, and, and make a difference. And so a couple years ago, actually in an airport in Birmingham, Alabama, we sat with a group of leaders uh, at the tail end of a conference where our hearts had really been challenged, and we just, we, we said, hey, if we need to scrap everything, we'll scrap everything, let's start fresh and figure out what we have to do to help people take steps, which is one of the things I've always been very proud of in our church, is um, we're, we're married to the vision and the mission, but we're not married to the method. Come on, the thing that's sacred is people need Jesus. How we bring them to know that, that's not sacred at all, and we're willing to, come on, we'll do anything just short of sin to help people find Jesus, and that's a Craig Rochelle quote, and, and I love that. We'll, we'll do anything short of sin to help people find God and uh, figure out why they're here. And so this is, a, this is a massive number for us, to have 140 people participate in Lifetrack. 76 have completed it. So that means roughly half of you that started didn't finish. So <laughs> all right, it's time, it's time. Get in there. Finish it up. Find your gifts. Figure out what God has, has called you to do. I want to talk a little bit about some of the, um, the outreach that we've done as a church and how we've impacted our, our community. You know, you saw in the video that, that uh, 305 family people and families were, were uh, in our building at our special needs egg hunt this last year. That is, that is an incredible opportunity for us to, to serve people and just show them the love of Jesus, which by the way is what you're doing. You're just showing people the love of Jesus. And I want to be very clear that when we hold events like that, or when we do serve day, or, or, or when we have this, this Christmas shop, uh, if, if someone decides to come attend our church from one of those events, great, that's fine. But that's not the win. The win for us is to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And um, y'all, we're going to get to heaven one day, and we're not going to realize how many seeds were planted. That, that's why the Apostle Paul says some people plant a seed, some people water it, some people watch it grow, some people are on the reaping and the receiving end, others are on the planting end. And um, I know there's some of you who've given your hearts to Jesus, I've heard your story, and that seed was planted somewhere else. You, you had a parent or a grandparent who was praying for you and telling you, you need to come to Jesus, you need to have a relationship with Jesus. Or maybe, you, you, you know, we've had people who've given their hearts to Jesus in other churches, but then they had friends or family that attended here and they wanted community with people that they know. And, uh, and so we get to be on the, on the reaping end of that. And so, listen, I don't really care what part of the process we're, we are. I just care that we're part of the process. Come on, y'all. That's, that's really all, all that matters to us. And, um, and so we, did, we even did some things here, and we partnered with other churches like The Journey across town to serve uh, pastors and church leaders and make sure that they're resourced and equipped and have healthy friendships and relationships. And, uh, and so you, I don't know if you realize this, that we had an event last year that was the single largest ARC meetup in the country to that date. Uh, it's been surpassed since then, but we'll get the title back this summer. And, um, and, and more, than, more than, it was nearly 250 pastors and leaders from across our region. And two churches underwrote the entire cost of that event. Uh, and we hooked them up. I mean, it was, it was a 10. Um, and that was us and the journey across town. We, we underwrote that event. And, just, and what we've said is, if you're doing ministry, we want to invest in you. Because it's not just about our thing doing well and our thing growing. It's a kingdom thing. And, and, um, 
And churches, over the last several decades, churches in America have actually been closing down at an alarming pace. And so I don't know if you realize this, to be in a church that is alive and vibrant and healthy is actually a gift to all of us. This is a rare occurrence, and we need, to, we, need to, we need to realize what we're a part of and how good it is to be a part of something that God is growing and blessing and that is alive and vibrant, uh, because it's not the story everywhere, but how many believe it needs to be the story everywhere? And so we're going to do our part. We're going to do our part. In, in fact, just over the last couple of months uh, since we finished our kids' wing, I have taken pastors and church leaders during the week, no less than 30 different pastors and church leaders that I have had in our building, walking around, showing them things. And what's really fun for me is to, to talk to pastors and leaders who are, they're not mega churches. They don't have thousands of people on the weekend. And, and what happens is a lot of times we compare ourselves to larger ministries and we go, man, I'll just never have that kind of impact. I'll never be able to do that. Uh, our, our excellence net level will never be that high. And what I love about the culture here at True Life is we don't, it's kind of a no excuses culture. We're going we're gonna to have excellence no matter what. And we define excellence as doing the very best we can with what we have right now. And, um, and come on, y'all built an excellent kids wing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it really is. You, you guys did an excellent, excellent job. And so it's been really fun for me to walk through the building with, with people who are, you know, really their churches are our size and, and smaller. And, um, and just to kind of see their eyes light up and their hearts come alive when we tell them how we found a way to do things that sometimes you don't get to do until your church is over a thousand or, or more people, and, um, which is a pretty incredible gift for us. I don't think we can give what we don't have, but we can give what we have. Amen, everybody? And, um, and, and I always tell them, if it'll fit in your car, you can have it. And you can take it, and they never do. I, nobody's taken me up on it yet. Our trustees are probably very thankful for that. But, um, but I, we just want to give away. We've said from day one that we want to be a church that gives away as much as we possibly can. As much as we possibly can. And now there's things that happen I don't even know about. Like I had a pastor from Camden, New Jersey call me last week. And one of my friends who I coach a little bit. And uh, when we changed our backdrop here, we took some of the lighting and stuff that we used to have there, and we gave it away. And we took it to another church and installed it and kind of showed them how to use it. And, and I kind of assumed that was it. And then I'm talking to this pastor the other day, and he's like, hey, your guy Andrew just came over and helped us change up the whole lighting backdrop and redo it. And he was like, man, our Sunday morning, whole nother level. And I was like, what? what? Our Andrew? Our guy? Our guy? And so just to see that heart to help and, and to be a gift to other ministries and to other churches. It's not just what we're doing here, it's all across our region. And I really do believe that this mid-Atlantic part of our country is on the front edge of spiritual awakening and revival and people coming to Jesus in crazy numbers. Come on, everybody. And we get to be, I really think we get to be on the front edge of that. Are you, are you feeling this this morning? Are you excited about? We've become a sponsoring church this year. This is now the the. Fourth church that we will sponsor uh, through ARC, we give to a bunch of churches, uh, but we, we get intimately involved in a handful where we have uh, relationship, relationship, and so some of y'all got to meet Pastor Mark Poland, and they will launch the Discover Church in West Philly in just a few months. 
you're invested in that. We're going to give them a touch screen just like this one to help them uh, get off the ground. Uh, one of the other churches that we sponsor and that you gave to on a monthly basis for the first 12 months of their existence is Bridge Church in Cape Coral, Florida. Our friend, Pastor Bob Hewlett, they, over the last 12 months, have seen 68 people make decisions for Jesus. And uh, there are twins on the baptism number, 16 baptisms because of your giving. They're no longer portable. They moved into a permanent facility this past year. And come on, some of you who've been around since the early days know what a gift that is to not shove stuff in a trailer anymore. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Not have to drive that thing on, on icy roads or for them deal with all that heat and humidity down there, uh, packing a trailer up every week. And you helped. They, they, this church would not exist without you. They wouldn't exist without you. You gave and you supported and, uh, and that's an incredible thing. So now I want, to st- I want to start to spread it out a little bit. We've talked about some things we do locally. Um, last week I shared with you kind of our points of passion that, that we need to see Delaware first and, and Cecil County, kind of see our region first. And, um, and then, we, then we think about our nation, our country. And our primary investment nationally is in church planting through the Association of Related Churches. And um, if you're not familiar with ARC, it's, it's how we came into an ex- existence and what the ARC does is they find people who are called to plant churches, and they train them, and they give them a workable model, a workable system, something to start from and build from, and then they financially resource them uh, during the early parts of their church. So ARC will match the fundraising that a new church plant uh, generates up to a certain dollar amount uh, to help them launch big on launch Sunday, and, and then we'll make sure that they meet their budget for the first year. So, because so a lot of times it takes a new church a long time to generate consistent giving. People are checking it out and they're not sure, do I really want to invest here? Do I really want to give here? And so what ARC does is they come alongside and they say, if any month during your first 12 months, there's not enough giving to meet budget, we will make up the difference. And all we ask is that you reinvest the same dollar amount that we invest in you into future church plants. And, uh, and, and, then, and then give whatever you want beyond that once you've reinvested that, that same dollar amount. And so uh, you guys did that years ago, reinvested that same dollar amount. In fact, I probably shouldn't say it because this is on live stream, but they've, they've even come alongside us at other times, even though we're not uh, a plant anymore and, um, and, and have partnered with us. And, and we've continued to reinvest in, in other church plants, especially when we moved into this building because we didn't have any money, y'all, when that movie theater closed. Uh, we had... We had $60,000 in the bank when the movie theater closed, 60, and it cost uh, 210 to fit out this building. Come on, what a miracle that was, that that even happened. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I still don't even know. I still don't even know how that, we, we borrowed a little bit, paid that off. Um, so just, just incredible. And so through the ARC in 2019, every time you give, everybody, some, some of you are going to give today. In, in fact, I hope some of you will prayerfully consider giving to the Legacy Fund, which is our year-end special. It's the only special offering we take every year. And really our heart is to give it away and, and to help um, other people. And uh, so through your giving, we take a minimum of 10% of everything you give and we tithe it. So just like we teach tithing, we tithe as a church. And the first check we write every single month is to give that, that first 10% away. And so a portion of everything you give uh, goes to things like outreach and egg, egg hunts and all that. But then we also invest in church planting through the ARC. And in 2019, 
a little bit of your money spread out all over the country to launch 65 brand new churches. Come on, y'all. 65 churches in communities where there wasn't a, that church didn't exist before. On the first day of those church plants alone, the total attendance at those 65 new churches was 18,587 people. Come on, y'all. And 799 of those 15,000 made decisions on that launch day alone. Come on, 799 people whose eternity was forever changed on launch day alone. And those, and listen, y'all, you're a part of that. You're, those, those 799 people have you to thank. I, mean, I just want you to think about that for a second. You're a part of that. You're invested in changing people's uh, lives for all of eternity. And I'm just, I'm so proud. And I'm so proud that we get to be a part of a family like Ark that has created really what I think is an anointed model. It is working. Most, uh, most, church, most new churches in America fail. After five years, their doors are closed. Um, somewhere around 89% of new church plants in America fail within five years. But churches who plant through Ark are, are right around a 90% success rate in their first five years. So it's not this that we're launching churches we're launching churches that are making it, and they're sustaining it, and they're making a difference in their community. Come on, isn't that exciting to be a part of something like that? And that's, so we've started with what's local, and we spread out across the, the country, and then you're doing some stuff around the world. And what I love about getting involved in missions on a global scale is the, the dollar starts to go a lot further. Um, like there was a study about 10 years ago that said it takes about $40 to reach one lost person in the United States of America. So if you break down what a church has to spend on advertising or creating environments and all the different things that go into reaching someone and having them say, hey, I, I want to follow Jesus and become a believer, about $40 per person. Whereas when you look at the... The, the global scale, you can, you can reach people on, on almost a one-to-one -one basis. In fact, in some cases, you can reach multiple people with one dollar and, um, and, and share the gospel with them and, and tell them who Jesus is because, because the way economies work all over the world. And so our dollars begin to go really far. We have three primary global missions partners, strategic partners that we work with, and I know this is information heavy, but this is a lot of stuff that you guys, a lot of you don't know, and we kind of skim over and life track, and so I just kind of want you to see where you're, where you're at, where your hands and feet are through your giving, and, um, and so one of those is Hand of Hope. This is actually the missions arm of Joyce Meyer Ministries, and uh, some of you remember, they came alongside us. They're the reason we had our very first special needs egg hunt several years ago. Uh, Evan Cox, who works with them, called me up and said, hey, we're looking for some strategic partners in your region. Do you have any dreams in your heart that you haven't been able to do yet? Is there any outreach ideas that you've been sitting on that you haven't been able to fund? And I said, actually, yes, there is. We want to do a special needs egg hunt. And he said, cool, let me take that idea back to Dave and Joyce and share it with them, and, and I'll let you know. And they called us back and said, we want to fund your egg hunt. We want to partner with you. And so um, we thought, since they partnered with us, it might be smart for us to partner back with them. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and so they have become one of our strategic mission partners. In fact, um, they're, 
they, they sent me just a, a snippet of the work that they're doing and where your giving to Hand of Hope is going right now. And, and um, I want you to see this. Let me go. I've still got my note here. So uh, Hand of Hope is, is rescuing people from human trafficking now in over 15 countries around the globe. And, uh, and this young lady right here from the Philippines, uh, that's her story. Her name is Supa. And uh, she was rescued. She, she got into a relationship with a boyfriend. They sent me the whole story. Got into a relationship with a boyfriend. Her, her, her family was actually Christians. They were believers. But she strayed, got into a relationship with a boyfriend, ended up moving in with him. He became physically abusive and was forcing her into the human traffic trade. And then she found out about the Hope House through Hand of Hope. And she was able to escape that relationship. And they gave her a, a safe place to get back on her feet and get healed and get whole and, uh, and begin to work on her skills. And, uh, and now there she is cutting hair, everybody. She's not the one getting her hair cut. She's the one cutting the hair. Come on, y'all. Y'all, y'all, are get, y'all get to be a part of things like that. Um, Hand of Hope is heavily involved in uh, uh, disaster recovery. They operate children's homes all over the world, 10 children's homes in, in four different countries that, that you're a part of. And, and then their disaster relief is... Uh, incredible. In fact, there's a list of countries that you have been in this year when natural disasters hit, and you've been the hands and feet of Jesus. You've been in the Bahamas, the Philippines. You've been in Houston, Texas, California during the wildfires. You've been in Arkansas, Mozambique, and Alabama after the tornadoes. Come on, that you, like, you're not there, but you're there. Y'all hear me? Uh, through, through our strategic partnership with Hand of Hope. And this is an incredible story. Uh, this is this is Sue and, I forgot his name. I forgot his name. I should have put it in my notes. My bad. Let's call him Doug. Doug and Sue. Uh, they're real people, though. Um, y'all remember last year, 2018, the car wildfires in California? Remember that? And those neighborhoods that were just getting, and it's happening again this year. Hand of Hope is the first boots on the ground. And what they shared with me this last week that I had no idea, and this is, this is heart-wrenching, is that when a fire takes out a property, the insurance companies will not cover to clear the burned debris. The insurance companies will cover the house and the belongings and the rebuild, but they don't clear the burnt debris. It's not a part of the deal. And um, there's actually psychology research now that's showing for a family who's been through something like that, just to even look out the front window and see a charred tree stump or something is a huge trauma trigger uh, for, for mental health and stress. And so what Hand of Hope did is they said, well, if the insurance company will, will help you rebuild the house, you just need to get the property cleared. We'll, we'll take care of that. We'll show up and we'll clear all of the burned debris off of the property and we'll get it back to where the grass can grow and it can look green and fresh and beautiful again. And then the insurance company can come in and, and rebuild the house. And so uh, that's you. That's not you, but that's you, everybody. That's you right there through your giving, uh, showing up in California. Some of y'all, it's your dream to go to California. And I'm here today to tell you, you did it. Congratulations. <laughs> you made it. And there they are. That's, that's the Hand of Hope team on the ground you can see the charred tree there. And so they're clearing the property. Uh, and that's just one of the couples who got to rebuild a home and got a fresh start because of people like you who said we want to be strategic with our giving and we want to help 
reach people and change people's lives. There they are uh, down in um, the southern states after a hurricane, uh, doing disaster relief work there with, uh, with Chris Pratt, apparently. I mean, that really looks like Chris Pratt. It's Star-Lord, everybody, who's right there. If you, notice, if you look carefully, there's a baby being held right here. Um, and, and so, man, just an incredible thing. What an incredible gift for us to get to partner with organizations like this who go in after a flood and, and clean out a house and help people get back on their feet and start over again. And so that's, that's one of our strategic partners. We have another strategic partner called One Hope. One Hope's mission is really simple. God's word, every child. And I want to show you this. Look what One Hope has done over the last 12 months. 113 million children and youth reached with God's word around the world. What? What? 113 million. Watch this. They've done that in 120 countries, 148 languages, 316 unique programs, 44 countries in the 1040 window. That's latitude and longitude, everybody, where if you look at the globe between the 1040, they call it the 1040 window, latitude and longitude, you have a very, very high percentage of the world's population who live in that window. There is an immense amount of poverty in that window, and it's also where the highest percentage of people who have never heard the gospel of Jesus exist. And so not only is one hope doing great work, but they are very strategically uh, placed in that 1040 window. 44, 44 of those 120 countries are in that window where God's word is being presented to people who've never had the opportunity to see it before. 215 children and youth are seeing God's word per minute. Per minute through this one organization that we partner with. Come on, does that take your breath away? In 1987, when the early, in the organization's early days, it was four children per minute. Here we are in 2019, 200 children and youth seeing God's word per minute. A lot of that is through the Bible app for kids. Some of you have that on your devices right now. You didn't even know you helped pay for it. You're, you're, you're part of the reason it's there. Come on, everybody. You see how big God's picture is? How big his tapestry is? And, and what he does, and they sent, us, uh, they sent us this graphic to help us see what your, like specifically your dollars. So that was the big picture, all of their partners giving, and they just said, hey, thank you, True Life Church, for partnering with One Hope to bring God's word. You, True Life, are responsible for more than 8,400 children and youth seeing God's word this year. Is your heart full yet? My, my, like, I just, I love this. This is like, maybe you're not having fun, but this is like proud pastor day for me. Like, this is fantastic. Let me show you another children's cup who you have the opportunity to sponsor today. Let me show you a little bit about what they're doing. Big picture, 11,000 children being fed daily across six different countries. That's happening at 54 care points and 50 plus Christmas parties. By the time, he said by the time we have this service today, there will have been more than 50 Christmas parties with over 10,000 kids having the time of their lives in those communities. You help pay for one of those in, your, in our care point in Iswatini. Uh, and um, 3,750 children are currently sponsored through Children's Cup. That is the highest in the history of the organization. Uh, 3,750 being, being sponsored right now. We got to help five pastors' gatherings happen across the continent of Africa. Because I just want you to know, when we talk about missions, we're not trying to be the hero. That's not what we do. All right? We're not, um, I, I heard somebody say it this way. 
we're not, we're not going to come into some place and try to take over. What good, healthy missions really is, is we're come alongsiders. We're going to come alongside and, um, and, and resource and equip. And so we're, we're, come along, we're coming alongside pastors across the continent of Africa. In fact, we helped them plant. I lost my last one there. I had one more. I don't know what happened to it. It went away. You planted a church in Africa. <laughs> Good job, everybody. So I know it's a lot of numbers and a lot of statistics, and there's stuff I couldn't even get to today, and I'm already out of time. I'm, over, I'm like way over time. So let me just, um, let me wrap it up with this. This is not a pat ourselves on the back day. That's not what this is. And it's very easy to get all caught up in the numbers and the things that we do and our strategies and our systems. And if we're not careful, we can sit around and think about 2020 and how are we going to be more efficient and how are we going to do more and how are we going to reach more and how are we going to create more space for people. And all that's good. And by the way, we will. But I heard a quote recently that if you miss the person, you miss the point. If you miss the person, you miss the point. And it's not even the people that we've served that are the person we're talking about. I want to show you the words of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 25, he's telling us about a conversation that he's using a parable to talk about a similar conversation that's going to happen one day in heaven. And it says, then the king is going to say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, Jesus says, and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave, come on everybody say it, me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. And then the righteous ones, we're all going to look at Jesus and we're going to say, when, when did we ever see you hungry or feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When, when Jesus, when did we ever do that? When did we ever see you sick or in prison visit you and the king is going to look back at us and he's going to say, I tell you the truth, when you did it for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. So it's really fun to know that you're changing lives. But can I tell you something? Even though we're supporting the care point, we're not actually given to the care point. Even though we're presenting God's word to children all over the world, we're not actually giving to children all over the world. Even though you're clearing property and there's boots on the ground when disasters happen, you're not actually giving to the people whose property are being cleared and whose lives are being turned back around after the disaster, I want to say it to you this way, we don't give to the projects, the people, or the church. We give 
to Jesus. We give to Jesus. Why? Because he did it first. I mean, what other response could we possibly have? For God so loved the world that he gave. So I want you to stand to your feet because we're going to bring it all back to the thing that really matters before we leave today. And the cup holders in front of you and on the front rows are a communion cup like this. cutting it close on time, but you know what? I think the second service folks will give us some grace. Because this is a big deal, don't you think? So go ahead and you're going to need a college degree to get it open. Get the bread off the top. Get that ready and then peel back the, the foil for the drink. And if I, if I could, before we do this, if I could go ahead and just make a request because we have another service coming in after this, if you would take your empty garbage when you leave and, and just drop it in one of the receptacles in the lobby, that would, be, that would be really fantastic. That would help our team flip for the next service. The Apostle Paul says, on the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it and then he broke it in pieces. And said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink. So on a day where we celebrate the way God has used us, we're just going to bring it all back. We're going to end it here by remembering he gave first. He was broken on our behalf so that we could have friendship with God. And so it's not, we're not patting ourselves on the back. That's not what this is. We're saying, thank you, God, for what you did so that we could come alongside and be a part of your mission and your plan on planet Earth. And what an honor and a privilege for us to do that and thank you Jesus for giving your lives for us what other response could we possibly have than to go love who you love and serve who you would serve we're the hands and the feet of Jesus let's take the bread together this morning and we thank you God that your body was broken for us and let's drink the cup together this morning Let's just have a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you. We thank you for those 63 people that have made decisions to follow Jesus in this building. We thank you for the thousands more who are finding out who you are in Newark, in Cecil County, in Delaware, across our region in Philadelphia, across our New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, across our country in those church plants, around the world, God, where we're just trying to be your hands and feet and we're
we're feeding and we're clothing and we're helping. And we're telling people who you are and how you can change a life. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Would you keep your eyes closed? We're just gonna have a moment here together. We just say thank you, God. We say thank you, God, for who you are. God, you're so Would you lift your hands if you're comfortable? God, you're so good. We say thank you. God, you're so good. Come on, church, you sing it to him. Come on. We sing, God, you're so good. Oh, God, you're so good. Oh, God, you're so good. You're so Thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you for your perfect plan. Thank you for using us. Thank you that we get to come alongside you and partner with you. And God, now we pray for what's coming ahead. We pray for the next several weeks. I pray for each and every person in this room, God. Help us to connect with those who don't know you, who are far from you. We pray for at the movies. God, fill your house. We pray for our Christmas services. God, fill your house. Not with people who are just looking for the coolest, newest, trendiest church thing, but with people who need to know you, with people who are hurting, with people who are far from you, with people who are lonely and and, and frustrated and who need community and, and relationship. God, fill your house and God, help us to be ready to serve them and to show them who you are. And we thank you, God, for for the incredible harvest. We thank you that heaven is gonna grow and hell is gonna shrink because you've chosen to use us and what an honor and a privilege it is to be a part of your plan and we thank you for it in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on and everybody says amen. The band's gonna play but you're officially dismissed right now. Come on, let's give Jesus the very best praise we can before we go. God bless you guys. We'll see you next weekend.